Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Neil McGeever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to talk about walking after the Spirit. (laughs) Walking after the Spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, um, Pastor Heather, can you come up here for a moment? (laughs) So, all I need you to do is to go from here and walk across to the mic and then go and sit down. Okay? Ready, set, go. (laughs) There we go. And then sit down. So that was Pastor Heather walking, right? This is Pastor Neil walking, (laughs) right? I just walked after Pastor Heather, as in after she completed something, I did the same thing. That is not what we are talking about here. When it says walking after the Spirit, that is not what this is talking about. Right? Pastor Heather walked, and then after Pastor Heather walked, I walked, um, I, I walked as well. But that is not what we are talking about. So uh, an example of what I am talking about is Charlie the horse. Charlie the horse. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, Pastor Heather, myself, and Bethany and Abigail were just on a little uh, vacation with the four of us, and we had a wonderful time away, and we got to go on a sleigh ride um, uh, uh, down one side of Lake Louise up in, in the Rockies, and the sleigh ride was pulled by a horse named Charlie, and there was another horse, and I believe the other horse's name was Chuck which is basically a short form of Charlie, but anyway, his name was Chuck. I, I, am I right? Uh, yeah, so his name was Chuck, and the other's name was Charlie. And then the, the other sleigh, the horse's names were uh, Mickey and Mouse. <laughs> so, and these were paired. And so the, the two horses that were um, pulling our sleigh that we were in, they had just had two days off which was very rare for these horses. Usually they only get one day off a week where they can rest in their oat and pasture. And, and, but um, Charlie, although he was 14, the, the handler said um, he was 14 years old, he was still a bit naughty. <laughs> and, and because he had two days off, he was also very frisky, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> so um, I believe our handler's name was Jay. 
I think I think that that's what his. No, so by hand, I don't know what the name of the guy that that leads the sleigh and, and has the reins for the horses. I don't know what they're called. So I'll just call him, him the handler, and I believe his name was Jay. So um, he kept saying that Charlie wanted to trot, trot off, whereas Chuck didn't. <laughs> so if you if you picture on our right hand, we had the mountain that was right next to Lake Louise. On our left hand was the lake. <laughs> and there was this path that the sleigh just fit on, right? So you think about Charlie's wanting to trot off. And so if he's going to trot off, and he's on, he was on the right-hand side of the sleigh, as he's going to trot off, he was going to go off. He was going to pull the sleigh to the left because he's wanting to pull, and they're both, like, they're, they're both in harnesses, and they're, they're, they're linked together between the two of them. So if Charlie's on, on the right-hand side and he's going to pull off, he's going to start pulling the right-hand side of the sleigh and Chuck's not going as fast, so you automatically are going to turn. And so we were going to turn into the lake. Now, the lake was frozen, <laughs> although there was like about a three or four foot dip down to where the lake was. Now, the interesting thing I'll see here is um, I did not notice that Charlie was wanting to trot all the time. Because so Jay would be talking with us and he was telling us all about the mountains that were around Lake Louise and the history of them and why they were named what they were named and why Lake Louise was named why why it was named. And every once in a while he'd turn around and he'd say, Charlie walk. And I'm thinking, okay. And so and and he had the two reins in his hand. One rein went to Chuck and the other went, rein went to Charlie. And um, he was just holding them. And so I, I kept watching him. And in all honesty, I couldn't tell the difference that Charlie was trying to trot all the time. But Jay knew. He was holding the reins. And everyone said, Charlie, walk. Or, whoa, Charlie, or whatever he said. He was making slight corrections all the time, right? So he was making slight corrections for Charlie and for Chuck so that they stayed in unison to walk, to take us down this path that was just the, just the width of the sleigh. And so as Charlie, the horse, got those directions, he was walking after those directions that Jay was giving him. So he was heeding to those directions. He was walking after those directions that the handler, Jay, had given him. That's what we're talking about here, walking after the Spirit. As we, as we take time to hear the Spirit, as we take time to walk with the Spirit, and we, <laughs> if you picture in your mind, God has our reins, shall we say, just to stay with the analogy here, right? And we may not see that we need a correction, but he does. And so he just adjusts the reins or he gives us a command. We've already been kind of talking about this this morning. He gives us a command or, or an adjustment, just slight, subtle, and we, we walk after that adjustment. Okay? Everybody with me here? See, Charlie wanted to do his own thing. 
but, and he had to be continually corrected. And sometimes, let's be honest with ourselves, we kind of want to do our own thing, <laughs> right? If we're, if we're going to be truly honest with ourselves this morning, we want to do our own thing, but God is always there to correct us, right? And we always, we, we, we have the opportunity to perceive things all the time. When, when we're in situations, whenever, if we're dealing with people or dealing with situations or circumstances and things like that, it always involves people. <laughs> Regardless, it always involves people. So we have those opportunities to be, um, to have our perception corrected and adjusted and um, kept on the right path. Amen? Okay, let's turn. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to be looking at uh, verse 7 to start with. Oh, you know what? I forgot something. Ha ha. Where did I write it down? Ah, there it is. I also want to give you guys two definitions. So both of these definitions are from the 1828 Noah Webster's Dictionary. The first definition I want to give you is to the word react. Okay? So write these down if you're taking notes. So the word react means to return an impulse or impression. To return an impulse or impression. To resist the action of another body by an opposite force. So let me give you an example of that. So to return an impulse or impression and to resist the action of another body by an opposite force. So I'll take myself. I will take myself and... <laughs> so I've mentioned this before that sometimes I have... Uh, Issues and problems when things are going on with Pastor Heather or the girls, whether they're not feeling well or something's not going right in their life. I often want to return an impulse or impression, or I want to resist the action of another body by an opposite force. So to, to put that in context, I, when, especially when they're sick, if they're, if they're battling something in their body or something like that, I want to resist that action that's happening in their body with, with, by an opposite force. I want to help the situation. I want to make them better. I want to. And I think that I can deal with it. <laughs> but no. <laughs> no, I can't. And I shouldn't either. Because really what I'm saying is I've, if I try to take that in my own hands, I'm saying that I don't trust God and that I'm not walking after the Spirit, after his leading, right? Remember Charlie the horse. 
He's being led by Jay, the handler. I need to be led by the Holy Spirit to walk after the Spirit in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> walk. <laughs> another, another way to describe the word react as it's defined here, to return an impulse or an impression. So this morning, I had an opportunity to react. And the other word that we're going to be talking about here is respond. So I had, um, I had the opportunity to react or respond to a situation this morning and where someone was trying to help me this morning. And I chose to react, to return an impulse or an impression instead of respond. Oh, and the, the definition of respond is to answer, to reply. The definition of respond is to answer, to reply. So I had that opportunity. Somebody was trying to help me with something this morning. And I chose to react. <laughs> no, it wasn't with force, but maybe with force with my words, shall we say. I, I returned an impulse or impression to that person instead of taking time to answer or to reply. Right? You think about respond, the definition to answer or to reply. If you have to answer somebody or you have to reply to somebody, that takes time. You listen, you go through a process, right? You listen, you listen to what they're saying, you listen to the questions that they have, and then when, when they're done, you respond to that. Hopefully, yes, Pastor Glenn says hopefully. You respond to that. I didn't do that this morning. I didn't take that time to see what that, to take that step back to see what that other person was doing. They were trying to help me, and I didn't see that. And so I reacted. Now, just so you know, I repented as well <laughs> and asked forgiveness. <laughs> it's the blood. <laughs> so does everybody get that difference between react and respond? Yeah, I'm sure most of us most of us has lived that in our lives as well. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> amen, amen. So in everyday situations, we have the opportunity to react or respond to the people that we interact with. So um, I will take myself as an example here. <laughs> when sometimes I can get very focused on what I'm doing. Doesn't mean that anything's going wrong and I can have a very deadpan face, right? A lot of times when I'm listening to instructions, I will have a very deadpan face and I'm listening to instructions or I'm reading instructions or I'm reading something, whatever it may be. And if somebody were to come up to me and just observe me naturally, they might think that there's something wrong with me. 
like I'm upset or I'm frustrated or something along those lines. Well, inside, there's nothing going on. I'm just reading something or I'm, I'm, I'm intently focused on something at that point. And if they were to interact with me at that point, I might give one, maybe two word answers to them. It doesn't mean anything. They may, if, they, if that person is reacting or interacting with me and they take my deadpan nature and my one or two word answers and they react to it, they may think that I'm upset with them. When in fact, nothing's going on inside of me. I'm probably not even thinking about them at that point, in all honesty. I'm focused on what I'm doing, and, but I'm answering the question. I get this a lot at work, where um, I'm, I'm deep in, um, in, in the midst of payroll or something along those lines, and I'm focused, and I've got my deadlines I've got to get done, and so and I know that if I get this started by then, and I can get this done by then, and so I'm focused, and I'm in my office, and I'm doing my work and, my, and stuff like that, and I often get interruptions in people coming into my office to ask me questions. Um, um, praise the Lord, God has, has gifted me with, the, with being kind of the resident expert on our, soft, our accounting software um, that we are now expanding to all of the companies that we have within our group. And so I get questions from other people that are using the software on a regular basis. So I'm there at my desk and I'm focused and I'm, I'm getting my work done and I'm getting everything done. And they come in to ask me questions or I'm getting emails that are urgent and got to get this done. Uh, a lot of the times what it is is down in, laying somebody off down in the States is, is not like up here. It is like, it is very easy process. They decide on Monday, yeah, this person isn't working out and they're gone by Tuesday and that's it. <laughs> There's no paperwork to fill out at that point unless they, unless they fill out some of their own paperwork later on down the line and so often, I'll be partway through payroll, and I'll get an email saying that they need to lay off this one person, which means that I then have to take a step back out of my payroll process, pull that person out of, their, out of my current payroll process, and so that I can pay him um, last week's hours and this week's hours on the same day, because according to the union, they have to be paid within the day that they're all of the money owed to them on the day that they're actually let go. And so it disrupts me, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, um, they have no idea what's going on. The person that sent me that email is just doing their job, right? They're just doing their job, yet, um, uh, so <laughs> I then have the opportunity to react or respond <laughs> in that situation. They may not see it or hear it, but I know what's going on on the inside of me, <laughs> right? And that's the same for all of us. We have that opportunity to react or respond, and even though the other person that we're reacting or responding to doesn't have any idea what's going on, we know what's going on on the inside of us, amen? <laughs> well, exactly, so does God. Um, but when, so when, when we are interacting with people and we look 
naturally at how they're interacting with us and we're getting deadpan answers or one-word answers or their faces looks like they're, they're frustrated with us or anything like that, we have the opportunity to react, to return an impulse or impression or respond, to answer or to reply. Now, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 It says, look at this. I'm going to read it, and I'll read it in the King James first. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. In the Amplified, it says, we walk by faith, we regulate our lives. Look at how it says it. We regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things we trust with sorry with trust and holy fervor thus we walk not by sight or appearance right so when we're looking after uh, when we're looking at a situation or a person in that situation that we're trying to deal with with our own natural eyes we're looking at the appearance of the situation. How does it appear to us? How is our mind, um, what's the word? How is our mind, yeah, there we go, perceiving. How is our mind perceiving that situation? That will determine if we react or respond. But we don't, we walk by faith, right? So if we're walking by faith, it's about hearing the Holy Spirit. Right? We walk after the Spirit. We follow after His leading. Amen? And not by sight. Not by sight or appearance, the, the Amplified says. So we don't take, we don't look at the appearance of the situation. We hear the Holy Spirit in the situation. Amen? So now if we jump just down, we're still in 2 Corinthians 5, but we're going to look at verse 16 now. <clears throat> Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. No, that doesn't mean that we don't know Jesus anymore. It means that we don't know him after the flesh anymore. So if we go back to verse 7 in chapter 5, we don't, we don't know him after appearances anymore. We don't know him after the flesh. We don't know him as he was bodily on this earth as a man anymore. We know him after the spirit. Amen? Right? He lives on the inside of us by the Holy Spirit, and that's how we know him now. He's not that man that, was, that, that um, wasn't omnipresent and had, you had to go up and find him to talk to him anymore. He is that man now that lives and sits at the right hand of God our Father and lives by the Holy Spirit in us, guides us, 
walking after the Spirit, guiding us and leading us in every situation that we are in. Amen? Amen. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. In the Amplified, it says, Consequently, for now, uh, from now on, we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view in terms of natural standards of value. No, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man, yet now we have such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Mm, hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's move over to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And we're going to look at verse 1. In the King James, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 says, "Be This is Paul speaking. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. In the Amplified, it, it really describes it, Look, it and defines it. Pattern yourselves after me, following my example, as I imitate and follow Christ, the Messiah. That's the same as walking after the Spirit, being led and guided. You were to pattern ourselves. We're not, I'm not supposed to actually follow Paul. He's not my Lord and Savior. Right? Pastor Gwen is not your Lord and Savior. Pastor Jason, Pastor Heather, Pastor Anne, myself, anybody you can think of that comes to church here is not your Lord and Savior. Thank God. You, Lord, praise Jesus. I don't want anybody following me because I'm going to, one time or another, might fall, like lead you into a ditch. That's the truth. I'm a human being. I make mistakes. I was just telling you about one that I made this morning. Right? I would have led, if you were following me as your Lord and Savior, I would have led you into a ditch this morning. But we follow, as I follow Christ, or as Paul follows Christ, we follow him. We go to the Holy Spirit. We go to God. We put him first. We take time to respond in a situation. So you're seeing somebody, and their response and reaction to your question makes you feel on the inside like, oh, they're frustrated with me, man. I, I knew I shouldn't have come and asked that question. I, oh, oh. And so you get all upset, and then you walk away, and you don't really have your question answered, and you're frustrated with the person, you're upset, you think they're upset with you. and See that little kind of slippery slope that you start to slide down? That's that reaction. Now, if you take that step back, and you're like, okay, Holy Spirit, what's going on here? 
what, what, what's happening here? What do I need? What do I? Is there anything I need to know here? Is there anything I, I can be doing differently here? And this is talking to the Holy Spirit, hearing Him. So as we walk after Him, He's going to give us. He's going to take those reins, and He's going to give us a bit of guidance in that situation. You know what? This isn't about you. Carry on. You got your answer. You're fine. And that person's fine. Right? Don't, don't be concerned about that. I often ask when I'm at work, I, there's something that I need to deal with that I need to go and, and talk to my boss about. Now, my boss is a very, very, very busy man and has, has to be focused a lot of the time. So I take time before I go to him and ask, okay, Lord, when is a good time to go and ask him and to talk to him about this? And it goes really well when I take that moment to respond and hear the Holy Spirit and go into that situation. He's able to sit back and we're able to have a conversation, come to a conclusion, and get things done. Now, there's been times when I haven't done that. <laughs> and, it, and I will say this, it is no fault of my boss. He, like I said, he is a very busy man. So if I come in there and he's focused on a deadline or something like that, and, and I come in with a, with a question that really probably doesn't need to be asked right at that exact moment, the conversation doesn't go well, and again, it is no fault of him. I haven't taken that time to respond, to hear the Holy Spirit, um, and then to be led by him and guided by him to go in. I've reacted to my situation, really, is what I've done. I've reacted. I've, by impulse or impression, my impression of this situation that it needs to be dealt with right now, and so I'm going into my boss's office and I'm going to deal with it right now, when really the Holy Spirit is like, whoo, hang on, whoa, Nelly, whoa, Charlie. <laughs> Take a step back here. Let's, let's get back to a walk here, boy. <laughs> and hear what he's saying. He's like, you may think that your impression of this situation is that it's, Needs to be dealt with right now, but you know what? You can talk to him later on this afternoon when he doesn't have as much on his plate and he's got this deadline done that he's working on that you have no idea about at this point. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We don't seem to have any of the people that can play the piano in the uh, service right now, but um, uh, that is okay. We will adapt and overcome. Praise the Lord. Um, I don't know that she's available to come. Um, just, just like piano. Oh, is she coming? Oh, she is coming. Well, praise Jesus. Seeking you shall find. Walk after the Holy Spirit, and it shall happen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Shalane.
So in every situation that we walk through in life, as we arrived at church this morning, as we go to Faith Dish this afternoon, as we go home, as we go and do our errands and whatever things that we're doing this afternoon, as we go to work tomorrow, as we're at home after work, as we're running our errands, as we're eating lunch um, during our days, as we're dealing with people in every aspect of our lives, we have an opportunity to react or to respond. If we take time to look after the, nat the natural or the appearance from our own natural eyes of the situation, I can guarantee you, and this is from experience in my own life, we'll end up reacting, right? Because we, we read body language, we read the eyes, we read the furrowed brow. I totally agree, Sammy. <laughs> If we take that, if we take time to immerse ourselves with our natural eyes in the appearance of the situation, I can guarantee you nine times out of ten it's not going to go well. Because you're trying to interpret that situation with your own mind and with your own understanding and with your own will and with your own power and with your own compassion and with your own love. Whereas, if we take that step back, and it, it's not like you, you've asked the person the question and they're like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. Oh, Jesus. Oh, help me, Jesus. It's not, it's not like you had a big dramatic situation. It's a momentary, Holy Spirit, I know that you're leading me. I'm walking after you. You're guiding me and leading me and correcting me in this situation. Thank you for your understanding. That was like, what, 15 seconds. And you don't even have to say it out loud because that would probably make the other person like, why are you being so weird? <laughs> but it's something under your breath, in your mind, in your spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for your understanding for the situation. Then you, you, you stop living your life on a roller coaster based on other people's responses and reactions to their interaction with you, right? You, it's, it just stops because all of a sudden you're not basing your life on their emotions and their reaction and response to you, but on the Holy Spirit, which is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Oh, praise Jesus. This is freeing. If I know it freed me. I've walked through this. And it has freed me where I don't live a life on a roller coaster anymore. Yeah. I like to ride roller coasters sometimes, but I don't want to live my life on a roller coaster. <laughs> Very different thing. <laughs> Very different thing. But we can live in the consistency and the firm foundation and the... the um, promises of God in our lives as we just we take that step back so that we don't respond right 
we don't react. Thank you, Shalane. <laughs> but we respond. Amen. Praise God. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, Lord, that you have showed us how to walk after you in, in being led by you and guided by you by those reins with that, that slight correction as we walk through life, Lord, that we don't have to look at peoples with our own natural eyes and situations with our own natural eyes anymore, Lord, to try and figure out what's going on and if they're frustrated with us or they're upset with us or they don't want to talk to us or whatever the case may be. But, Lord, that we can be guided by you, by those reins. We can walk after the Spirit. We can hear your voice, Lord, and know the truth because you are truth. We know the truth of the situation. That when we come in to ask our question, we get the answer and it, we don't react to the way it is responded to us. We don't react to how the person responds to us and, and look at their facial features or their body language or anything like that, Lord. But we trust and we stand on you, your firm foundation, Lord. Knowing that you were the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that you will guide us through every situation. So that we don't live and live on a roller coaster of emotions for the rest of our lives, Lord. But that we can walk through life confident in you. That you know what we need to do in every situation with every person in our life. Hearing you and being a blessing to them, Lord. Really, that's true. It frees you. It just The Lord just showed this to me. When we take that, that moment to step back, to respond, to hear the Holy Spirit, to be guided by him, to walk after him, it frees us. Not only just frees us from that roller coaster that I was talking about, but it also frees us to be a blessing to that person. And the blessing to that person in that situation may be you come in, you ask your question, you get your answer, and you get out because they're busy and they need to respond. They need to be dealing with what they're dealing with. Or they're having a problem in some other area of their life that they just need some time to work through and they're on their own. And so you hear and you can, you can step back and, and allow them that time with God that they need. Or it may be a word of encouragement comes out of you when you're getting a stone wall in front of you. But then you're able to encourage them because there's no emotional attachment to it. But just hearing the Holy Spirit and responding to His prompting in our lives. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you have set us free. Thank you, Lord, that we are free because of what you did on the cross. That we don't have to ride that roller coaster. But, Lord, that we can be free to be used by you in every situation of our lives. To respond according to your word, according to your prompting in our lives, Lord. Praise your name. Oh, praise your name. We give you glory and honor and praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Just start praising and praise your name, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that we are free in you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You set us free for freedom's sake, Lord, for liberty's sake. 
that we are not in, in, entangled by that bondage anymore, Lord, but we just let those chains go. I praise you and I thank you that we can let those chains go and give you all the glory, Lord. We praise you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are guiding us and leading us in every situation in our lives, Lord, that those reins are, are leading us to walk after your spirit, Lord. We praise you and we thank you for that guiding and that leading, Lord. We thank you and we, we openly accept it, Lord, and we, we, we want it. We say yes, Lord, to it right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we want that guiding. We want that leading, Lord, that we can walk that, that, that life, Lord, walk that path, Lord, that you want us to walk, Lord. We can interact with the people the way that you want us to interact with them. Oh, praise your name, Lord. Thank you for your freedom. Thank you, Lord. We praise your holy name, Jesus. We give you glory and honor and praise. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name, Lord. We give you glory. We give you praise. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us 